0: Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business.
1: We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned and purpose, grow businesses that create impact and live the lives we work so hard for.
0: Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started
1: my friend, we are so excited to have you join us. We are going to be talking all about your website and how it is your storefront and you should use it well. Uh, We actually have a guest with us today. I hope that you will welcome Liz from brightlime.co. She is here to share with us all about her website expertise. But first, Melissa. Yes, we're going to tell you that today's podcast is actually
0: sponsored by Liz and the website workshop that's going to be happening in January. Does your website need a little work? Maybe a lot of work. Could you use some direction on how to make your website feel like home for your clients and prospects? Then you need to be a part of the website workshop in January 2023, hosted by our friend and fellow creative, Liz of brightlime.co. We'll be joining Liz in Waco, Texas, to help you establish dynamite about me pages, utilize branding images to the fullest, and build build out sites that you're so proud to put your name on. This workshop is hands-on and in-person with limited space, and we would love to see you there. For more information, you can go to brightlime.co slash workshop. That's B-R-I-T-E-L-I-M-E dot C-O slash workshop. Liz, we're so excited to have you here today. I'm so excited, welcome, welcome,
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is, this has already been fun, and we're just getting started. <laughs>
1: that's right, that's right. It's, you know. You have no idea. What I have no idea. I, I
2: am thoroughly enjoying sitting in <laughs> Melissa's closet. I know, it's for like For this episode. Like a shop. It's very just, special. See, it's
0: warm in here. There's no way, fans either. Way more
2: fun to do this there's in no, person.
0: There's no fans. From across the country. No, we're sweating. It's part of it. It's really just part of it. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about websites. And here's the deal. You are either one of those people that take an anxiety nap when you start to think about your business's website, like me, um, or <laughs> you come alive and you use it as a way to bring people in and to make them feel at home within the walls of your business and how you can serve them. But um, I think a lot of people are underutilizing them. We create websites. We put our name on it. We got a domain name. We slap it on there and then it sits for eternity. And it becomes just Mm -hmm. a place that you reference back on a business card, but there's no interaction. There's no... Um, familiar feelings. There's no excitement around your website. And it's like, we're not Old Navy or some other large company where um, we're spending a lot of time being interactive there. We're not, um, you know, we're we're spending more time. If you're a small business or solopreneur, you're probably spending more time trying to be forward-facing on social media than you are working on your website. And so we want to talk through just a couple of questions with Liz on how we can make our sites better, how we can um, improve foot traffic if possible, and then, really utilize that as a storefront for our businesses.
2: So it's interesting that you point out that we create these websites and we put a lot of effort into them up front. And then we sort of tend to walk away. And I call it putting your website out to pasture. And (laughs) I work a lot with farmers and ranchers and rural entrepreneurs. But I think we all kind of get this sense of I create something and then I leave it and I walk away from it. But if you don't maintain things, they start to break down. And websites generally are not hand coded at this point. If you're a small business entrepreneur, you're probably using a platform of some kind. You're using Squarespace, Show It, Wix, Weebly, Shopify to build your website. And all of those companies have developers that are making changes to their platforms. So if you just build a website and walk away, something could change on the platform end. And now your website isn't functional at all or parts of it aren't functioning and you have no idea and what a lost opportunity in that a website can work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you might feel like you do as an entrepreneur. I know I often feel that way. And I know, you know, a lot of people feel like I, I work way more in my business than I ever did when I worked for someone else as an employee. But the reality is is you need a break, but your website doesn't. If your website is set up well it can work as hard as you do in your small business and it can provide customer service and the opportunity to buy 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day of the year. And so we want to make sure that we are maximizing the impact that, that our website can have in our small business. And we certainly want to make sure that it's not hurting our small business. And sadly, I think a lot of websites are doing way more damage Mm -hmm. than they are, than they are good. And so, um, you know, small business entrepreneurs need to really be thinking about, is my website having a maximum positive impact on my small business?
1: So Liz, you bring up a really good point. Um, My question would be like, how often would you recommend small business owners update their websites and kind of check back in? Because I know for me, just as an example, uh, I always used to set it up to where, and I still do, like January is for as a photographer normally Mm -hmm. it's kind of you know we're ending the holidays you're kind of catching your breath most of us are not shooting depending on where you live are not shooting as much so like january was always my month to just kind of take a break and reevaluate my pricing adjust those kinds of things also dig in unfortunately because i'm not super talented in the website development um field (laughs) hashtag outsource that um I would set aside like a week or two to build it out or to not build it out, but like to tweak it. So how often would you recommend, like, is it good to do it annually? Is it good to do it every six months, maybe quarterly? Like, what would you recommend to those small business owners out there who maybe have their site? It, it's there, but they've done what you've just said is they have left it out to pasture and they need to kind of check back in. But then going forward, how often should they
2: make sure they're updating things and just kind of tweaking it? So it's kind of like home maintenance, Corey, when mm-hmm. you own a house and you live. So we're we're here. Uh, I'm visiting in Georgia and there are leaves everywhere. Right. And so you're not going to be able to clean up all of those leaves at, at once, but you have to sort of keep doing it. Stay on top of it. You got to clean your gutters out, right? If you don't clean your gutters out, then that water's not going to be able to drain through. And so you have big home maintenance projects that you maybe tackle once a year. In the summertime, you know, we always do this, that, and the other. But then every month we go in and we do these small things. Or once a week we go in and do these small things. So I do something called um, first Monday of the month tasks. And (laughs) when I do my first Monday of the month task, whichever is the first Monday, so it'll, um, you know, be coming up here soon for me and for all of you, I sit down and I do certain things. I do my expenses. I do my invoicing um, for clients. And then I also go and I do a little website audit. So I pull all my analytics and I look at um, Google search console. And if anybody is interested and they want to learn more about how to use Google search console, it's a totally free tool from Google. You can just go to brightlime.co forward slash Google search console. I made it all one word. And uh, that'll kind of walk you through. It's a blog post that'll walk you through how that works. But that will tell me if there are any broken links on my site, if there are issues going on, if I somehow have a duplicate page on my site where content is being duplicated, which is really bad for SEO, then Google Search Console will tell me that in that report. So I do a once a month report. I do check in on my website about once a week. Um, that's also kind of a, a Monday morning task. I go and make sure everything is is up and running. And because I have Google Search Console set up to me send me alerts, it would let me know if there was something that was actually really broken on my site. And then I would probably go in and Make those bigger updates to my site, um, you know, every six months or or once a year. But what you don't need to do are big changes to your website, usually, unless you are rebranding, which uh, we all were photographers in um, in former lives. Ones. Corey still is, but um, <laughs> in past lives, Melissa and I were photographers, and photographers are sort of famous for rebranding, right? On every a, two years, every t- on every- a fairly regular basis. Um, <laughs> yes. But unless you are doing a big rebrand or a big re- redesign your website isn't going to need those you know we're getting a new roof or we're we're residing the house it is we are cleaning out the gutters we are making sure that you know the path to the backyard is free of debris it is more ongoing small maintenance mm. and those incremental updates that you're making to your site are so good for your search engine optimization. In fact, one of the best things you can do, um, and people are not going to want to hear this, so close your ears and then open them again. You need <laughs> to, you need to consider blogging in some form. Uh, yes, uh,
1: I. I love Liz. you so much. Listen. Well, you do it, Cory. You do Melissa it. I'm, I'm, not it. Her I'm, not it.
2: Yeah. I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But here's the thing. I blogged this
1: morning. Thank you for
0: saying well, that. Okay. You know what? You keep your receipts too, Corey. I don't care about your life. I
2: don't <laughs> care. Your, your this is my new best friend. And your blog is something that we all know we don't actually really control anything. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you have control over at a level that you do not on social media. Mm-hmm. You are... Using that space for free. You just are. You are in and when you lease a house, friend, I hope you are not moving in and remodeling that house yep, because yep, yep. you are putting all of your eggs in that basket. And as soon as the homeowner decides they're gonna sell it, now right. now what now what are you gonna do? Well, and that's the yeah. thing. And
0: we talk about that a lot when we were at our retreat and we're just discussing like even, even diversifying your income. It's like putting all your eggs in one basket is woof. It's a lot. Um, right. and it, it is not necessarily something that you should do, especially when, uh, you know, with social media, you don't own those platforms. Like you, Facebook could close tomorrow and it'd be like, well, sorry about our luck. Hope we remember what our kid looked like 10 years ago, because that's better not be the only place that picture was stored. Um, Can we just but, talk about Twitter for, for a second right
2: now. Like, right. I, mean, right? I mean, What's like that is, happen?
1: that is relevant as to it's, the fact that you don't own that platform. You don't own any of it. Yeah.
2: But you own your website and you Mm -hmm. own your blog and And your email list. And your email list. So, those three things and keeping your blog updated is a way of telling Google, I'm not dead. I'm here. I'm mm -hmm. still alive. But blogging doesn't mean that you have to write a 2,500 word post. I talk about this. um, There's a whole section. I have a, a course called Site Club, and we do a whole module all about the importance of blogging. But blogs don't have to be 2,500 words. They don't have to be super in depth. They don't have to be super emotional. You don't. You can blog about your kids, but you don't have to. But if you blog about the content that you are creating on a regular basis for social media, then you get to own and keep. And then chunk out that content in other ways. And it's just this signal to the world and to Google. I am alive. I am well. And I have something important to say. And the way that search engine optimization works, um, I like to liken it to dating, right? And Google wants to make matches That end in marriages. They want you to find what you are looking for and stay with it. They want you to be Mm -hmm. able to dig a little bit deeper because if you don't, if you go there and you bounce away, which is an actual SEO term, um, bounce rate, if you go there, you don't find what you're looking for and you leave, then Google goes, ah, the content on this site is not relevant and it's not high quality because if it was relevant to what the user was looking for and it was high quality, they would have stayed longer. And so it's super... Uh, Melissa is like picking I'm like, hair. I'm shedding like a golden shedding. retriever. She's very close, um, and I know to, no, you all out lab. in podcast lane cannot see that. Don't, um, um, but I, I know. But I appreciate are the are love and stupid? the attention. But um, it is so important that we are sending those right signals to Google, and so blogging is one of the best things that you can do for your small business. But it doesn't have to be the old traditional way of blogging. Y'all do show notes, right? Mm -hmm. For your episodes. And those are so valuable to your listeners because they're driving down the road. They're taking their kids to school or they're going to the grocery store or, you know, they are working while they're listening and they know that they can go to those show notes and find that information. Each episode show note is literally, it's a blog post. Mm -hmm. And so we need to change how we think about what blogging actually is, what it needs to be. A recipe can be a blog post, a, uh, link to a YouTube video where you explain how to do something can be a blog post. There's lots of things that can be blog posts. It doesn't have to be pouring your heart out. I think we all kind of grew up in this age of blogging is an emotional thing. It's not, it doesn't need to be. And the SEO experts um, like Neil Patel of Uber suggest would tell you that blogging uh, DIY and helpful how-to information is one of the best things you can do for your small business. And you're probably already creating this content for your mm-hmm. social media. So if you are creating like carousel posts that tell people how to do something or what they should be doing, those should actually originate as blog posts. Well,
1: right. and I was just going to yeah. say that's exactly, I'm sorry, Melissa, that's exactly no, how good. That's exactly how I do it. I used to be like, okay, I have to do this blog post and then I have these social media posts I need to do. And finally I you know had Hero an epiphany piece. and Yeah. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I had read about hero content and I was like, hold on this hero piece that I can create. They they basically flip the switch on or flip the script on how I was thinking about it and looking at it and being overwhelmed by it. Just create the one hero piece of content that lives on your blog that helps your SEO and really is all that you've been talking about on social media. Stop creating for social media. Take those those little tiny nuggets that you're teaching, those teachable points, and pull those out of your blog. And then those are your social media posts. So you're creating once a week or, you know, once every couple of weeks, but then you're actually dissecting it and that's becoming your social media. So it's, you know, two birds with one stone there, but I was doing it the opposite way and being frustrated and overwhelmed. So I'm glad you brought that up because when I have taught that in my personal brand uh, roadmap, or we've talked, taught about it in the retreat, that's always um, something that people have that aha epiphany moment of,
2: OK, yeah. that makes so much sense. Right. It, it does. And then what it does is it gets you back connected to your website, right? Because mm-hmm. you are logging into your WordPress or you're logging into Squarespace or wherever you are blogging. And then you're seeing those notifications that are like, ooh, that link is broken or I need to mm-hmm. fix this. If you are creating content on a regular basis for your website for your blog, then you are checking in on your website and you are not putting it out to pasture. And that is how it's going to be a valuable part of your small business. Your website will never work as hard as you do or be valuable in your small business until you give it that position in your business and in your priority of creating content right and let me just
0: preface and say that because again blogging is something that just i individually have zero to dire- desire to do i did it for like 12 years in my business and i have decided that th- there are other things that we're doing to um to fill that same thing like we have a podcast we decided to podcast right. instead of writing because we wanted somewhere for our content to live as evergreen so people could always access it and we're just better together talking about it than we are writing about it and so that doesn't mean we don't have our email list doesn't mean we don't have other things doesn't mean that we won't have YouTube channels because I have dreams of being a newscaster and Corey and I are gonna make it happen but also I will say when when Liz is talking about this and if, again if you're having an anxiety nap right now please wake up because this is not meant to be overwhelming or hard but if you go back and listen to our episode eight it was all about um, outsourcing, and this is where it's really important to make sure that you are connecting to other experts. Because do you know what you can't do? You can't have a blog. You can't do social media. You can't do website maintenance. You can't make sure all the stuff is cleaned up every day, all the time. You can't actually create the product or service that you're selling. You can't attain new clients. You can't. You can't do everything. You can't, okay. as one person, do everything. You have to start relinquishing control to things. I can tell you, for me personally, just Corey and I both have like website disaster stories. There was a company that I. <laughs> (laughs) had for years years and years and they um were basically like a template shop you go in you pick your template that was when we used like adobe flash on everything and you had music and i was so hardcore (laughs) and people knew it because my song started when they landed on my website which basically was like making your website an instagram story which does not work when they are at work and they're just trying to nonchalantly like view your stuff um and so (laughs) i had this like um really like a great website and it was like a drag and drop type situation and I could go in there and it was so easy and so fun. But it was trash whenever I had problems that had that like needed to be attended to. And it was um there was no customer service. This company had a like an F with the better business bureau. You mm-hmm. couldn't connect or contact them at all. Like it was just really hard. And so it felt like okay when that wasn't going to work anymore and I got a custom site it cost me an arm and an actual leg and they still have mm-hmm. stake on my firstborn. So it's like, was a lot of money. And then I found Liz and we'd known each other for years and she'd been doing this for years, but, um, she like stepped in and filled this need that I had in my business. And then she has Sight club and she has all these ways for me to not have to take an anxiety nap doing my website. And it's so funny <laughs> because now I'll be like, Liz, look at me. I I put words on there and I, I pressed it. go.
2: And she's like, look at you. I mean, I'm getting gold stars. <laughs> I, okay. am, right. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud. And and it's yeah. true. You do not, if if you're taking an anxiety nap because you're like, oh my gosh, I have to blog. You don't have to blog. You do not have to blog. It is far better to have a good, clean right. website with relevant content than it is to have a poorly or half done website and a half done blog. Um, blogging is great for SEO. It is one of the best things you can do to increase your search engine optimization. But there are other things that you can do with a well-maintained website. And it doesn't mean that you are changing it all the time. If you constantly change the main pages of your site, then Google is like, oh, wait, what is it about today? And so really what we want to do with a good website, we want to make sure that we know what our relevant keywords are. What are the keywords that we want to connect with our ideal customer on and um, you know basically the keywords, the pages that we want to rank for our site. So your contact page is probably never going to rank because people, are, people can find a contact page. If they can get to a website, generally they can find the contact page. But what people are looking for are those um, nuggets, those gems of information. And so we need to figure out how are we going to get that across to the user and have Google recognize that I am the best source or, you know, um, North Carolina brand photographer. And how do I get that across to them? I am the best source for, you know, Texas wedding photography. I am the best source for handwritten, you know, cards in the Pacific Northwest. I need to make sure that I figured out what it is I want to rank for, what keywords I need to use to make that happen. And then I need to get those on my pages. So there are websites that will rank that don't have blogs. Um so it is it is totally possible, but the most important part is that you are not just going to build a website and walk away from it and you are not going to do what my dear sweet friend Melissa did and give away the keys to your your website kingdom. Um I've got I've got a podcast called the Website Wednesday podcast and this was the very first episode ever of the podcast it was Don't give away the keys to your website kingdom, basically. Well, it sounds like Liz has a lot of work to do on my website. So
0: (laughs) you've got an afternoon free, and that's going to make her busy. Okay, so we've got about nine and a half minutes left, Liz. So she wanted to talk to us just a little bit to talk about, um, you know, using using your site as your storefront. Like, what is welcoming? What is good? What keeps people's attention there? How best to make this helpful for the people that you're trying to attract into your business Um, and using this as if, you know you've got foot traffic walking right by and Mm -hmm. you don't want to be just, you know, handing out free products all day long. We're not um, Sam's Club or Costco. We're individual business owners with, you know, services and products that we want to get people's hands. So um, give it, give us the scoop. Let's give us the scoop.
2: So the, the tough reality is that users, people like you and me and everybody else in the world knows what they like but they know even faster what they dislike. And Mm -hmm. so they will give on average now um, less than about two or three seconds of their time to something. And that quickly they can decide whether or not they like your site. So first off, it is important for your site to be aesthetically pleasing. If your site is visually confusing, if it is visually... um, upsetting in some way right and Mm -hmm. and i guess by upsetting i mean like really ugly fonts and bad out of focus pixelated pictures Right. Immediately, offensive. You... It's trash. Offensive. Yeah, <laughs> it's just trash. Um, but if it if it's doing if it's doing that if it's creating a negative response in the user, they're not going to go any further. And it doesn't all have to be perfect. I talk about this uh, in episode six of the Website Wednesday podcast. We talk about how not every photo on your website needs to be shot by a professional. Um, it is important that product photos are really good and um, and really clean and clear, but you can learn how to use your tools more like a professional. Really, Mm -hmm. you know, the difference is, is that that professional knows how to use light. They know how to, um, you know, where to put a subject. They know all these other pieces that as a sort of a hobbyist, you don't, but you can learn some of those things and you can improve the imagery on your site, but they cannot be pixel pixelated. And I have seen beautiful photos shot by professionals. They're pro photos, but they're not sized properly, Trage. so now they, yeah, so they pixelate right. on the site, and um, and that is going to make somebody go away. So you have a very short amount of time to catch their attention and then to engage them. And I think one of the most important things that we need to remember in our small businesses is that the customer that we are serving, our ideal customer avatar, um, you know, sometimes people refer to this as our ICA, that. Um, person is really the hero of the story mm-hmm. and we are the guide. And so sometimes you'll hear this as, um, you know, you are the Yoda and they are the Luke Skywalker. You are the Hamish and they are the Katniss. Um, right. I am from the country. And so if y'all are from the country and you've seen the man from Snowy River, um, then, you know, you get to be the uh, the old um, Kirk Douglas character. Um, and, you know, they get to be the young, handsome cowboy who rides the horse over the side. They get to be the Jim Craig and you get um, get to be the old guy whose name I can't remember. I think <laughs> it's Spike, but that, I don't think that's actually right. Um, but anyway, the, the main idea is as a small business owner, as a website, you solve a problem for that ideal customer and they get to be the hero that comes home with this problem solved. And so for me as a website designer and a template designer, I get to be the guide that says you can build your own website. You can do this. You don't have to hire a designer. You can. And for some people that is the right thing to do, but you can do this. And here's how you are going to do this. And you are going to build a better website as the business reboot. You are helping people solve the problem of I have fallen out of love with my business. But I still want it, and I want it to be better, and I want to love it. I don't want to be frustrated by it all the time. I want to move it forward. So you two are solving a problem with your small business. It needs to be very clear on your website what problem it is that you solve, who you solve it for, and what those results look like. And if you can kind of do those three things, then you can have a good and successful website. And there's always going to be a balance of, you know, how much content do I need to satisfy Google? And how Mm -hmm. much, you know, content do I need to keep off um, of my site because I am weighing it down and I am slowing it down. And if people want to know more about that, you know, they can jump over. I've got a lot of content about that on my site and in the podcast. But really you need to know who it is that you are serving, what it is that you're going to do for them and then what results they are looking for. And then from a just a Technical standpoint, if I could change the world, I would just tell every small business owner, please put where you're located on your website. Yeah, so, an email address too. Can yeah, I do that? And yes. a way to get in contact with oh, you. Um, yes. One of the most underrated parts of a website is the footer. The mm-hmm. footer appears on every single page of the website, but it gets underutilized. A lot of times, we end up just repeating our main primary navigation that's up near the top or at the top of our site. We just repeat it down in the footer. And we need to take advantage of that space the way more um, and not to this extent, but the way that like Amazon and Costco and some of these bigger companies do, there is all sorts of information and links to relevant, important pages in the footer. You know, there's a careers tab for most uh, big businesses. There's a returns and exchanges. So you may not have all of those things, but you can still utilize that really valuable space by getting your location in there, reminding Google where you are located. And if you live in a place um, that has a name that the people in that region use on a regular basis. And you have a regional business where you are selling a product, whether you're a photographer or you're a wedding coordinator, or you are, um, you know, you sell beef the way that a lot of people I work with do. Let's make sure that we get that in the footer. And so, um, for example, I think it's New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut is called the tri-state area right? Is it Connecticut is the third? Sure. Yeah. Let's say, let's you can say make it that is. up. You can okay. Say yes. um, it's called the yeah. tri-state area. Well, people in those states may be searching tri-state, tri-state. photographer, tri-state right. beef, tri-state whatever. And you don't think about that, but then you're missing out on that search engine optimization opportunity. You need to think like the people who are searching, searching. for the information that you've got on your website.
0: I love that. And I only I wanted to nap just a little bit when we were talking about all of this. Not much. Not much. Like just a, like just a teeny day. teeny. No, but, teeny, but here's tiny the bit. deal. This is this is what I love about Liz and her um just ability to teach from a place of like a huge perspective, right? I feel like Liz gives me the uh, drone eye view of the work that I'm doing and the website that I'm creating. And it's, it is so helpful, but it's because it puts it in words that you can actually understand, right? Yes. Like I can't tell you, Google, Google some website things and it's going to say a bunch of words and I'm going to be like, I don't, know I them. it's too much. I have to go. So Liz, will you tell us where we can send people if they want to connect with you if they want to work with you i mean we would love to have as many people as possible in waco texas with us with liz she is so fun and she's a little fun size cute (laughs) little blonde who's shedding and i'm picking all the hair off her black shirt you she just shook her head and now there's more hair and i have to look at it um
2: I'm really? going to be here. I'm going to, I'm going to
1: leave
0: right. and go home. And Look, I'm at, gonna look still at your be. shoulder. Look at your yeah. shoulder. It's oh, just that's covered just in ridiculous. hair.
2: No, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if, if you have questions about your website, if you need help, I'm basically, I'm a website coach, so I can coach you yeah. through it. I can do it for you if you need me to, but I'm going to start with encouraging you <laughs> to do it for yourself, not to give away the keys to the website kingdom. And the reality is, is that it's becoming easier and easier to do it yourself because things are becoming drag and drop. You don't need to know any code anymore on multiple platforms but you can Look find me when you do it i know God, i know you Look can find <laughs> me at brightlime.co so that's C O. and you there you can find information about the website workshop which is going to be super super fun in Waco Texas information about site club which is like a 12 module year long walk through how to build a better website and none of it is coding. I promise you. I don't want you to have to take an anxiety want day drink tech no, right <laughs> nap or or day drinking. Um, you really can do this for yourself. And the reality is, is even if you decide to outsource it, you are far better to understand more about yes. it and be able to be involved in the process with the professional that you've decided to outsource than to be like, I don't even know. I can't even start and and be so hands off that something could be going very poorly for you on the website end and you don't even know. You're not even aware.
1: And you right. just make it so simple. I was over here taking notes.
2: Like, I Uh I thought I knew all this stuff. There's lots that I don't know. So I'm over here like, okay, listen. My gosh, There's so much we didn't, we didn't even talk about website accessibility, which is also very important. If you think about your business as a storefront, you need to consider that other people use your website and use the internet in ways that you've never even considered. And you don't want to discriminate against them. Um, It's, you know, one, it's illegal. Um, Two, it's bad for search engine optimization, but it's just not kind. And, yeah, right. you know, we, we want to be, um, we want to be kind. Exactly. I love, I love that. that. Okay. So thank you so much, Liz. This has been I know, it's so you.
0: fun. We could stay here all day and talk about websites and I would for sure nap at some point, but <laughs> it would only be because I'm sitting <laughs> in a hot box of this closet and... I can't look at all the hair on her shirt one more minute, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for yes, listening. Thank you, Liz. Do wanna remind you that we still have a couple of seats open for our business reboot mastermind that's starting January 4th. We've still got seats open and we would love for you to join us and sign up for support for your business in 2023. This mastermind is six full months of mindset and strategy work aimed at helping you grow your business, align yourself with purpose, make more money and have more time building the life that you love. You can find out more on our website and I need you to note that the address has changed. It is now just at thebusinessreboot.com. So you can also slip into our DMs on Instagram at businessreboot. You can go to our website any any questions that you have please send those to us and uh speaking of sending stuff to us Corey, what is the last thing that you want to talk about to end this show today
1: i would love to give a huge shout out and a thank you to dla 1212 who left a fabulous and such a heartfelt review on our podcast um all of you whatever platform you're listening to um for listening to the podcast on, please feel free to pop over and give us a rating. We love five stars, by the way. Um, then also just give us a quick uh, review because those help other people find us, and um, it also warms our heart. And so DLA wrote, "Love this podcast so much. As a business owner, it's great to listen to encouragement and be reminded of ways to challenge my growth. Very grounded conversation with a few laughs and tears tossed in. This is now one of my daily go tos for pod." So thank you so much. We appreciate that from the bottom of our heart. And uh, we are so thankful that it's helping.
0: Awesome. Have such a fantastic day. And remember, we'll see you next week for another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast.